Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. In our previous episode of Directions in Rashi, we discussed the Pusik in Perik Base, Pusik Aleph of Sefer Vayikra, the Nefesh Kisakriv Korban Mincha Lashem, when a person or a soul will bring a Korban Mincha to Hashem. And we discussed the following Rashi, who states, It does not say the word Nefesh, soul. By all of the voluntary, by any of the voluntary korbanos, except by the korban mincha, meaning by all other voluntary korbanos, the Torah uses words such as ish, or or adam, a man or a person. But here it says nefesh, a soul, when he will bring a korban mincha. And Rashi explains midarko lehisnadev mincha ani. Whose way is it? to volunteer to bring a korban mincha, a, a grain offering, it is the poor man. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Mala ani alav ki ilu hikriv nafshoi, I account for it as if he has sacrificed his very soul. We discussed this Rashi at length. I'd like to return in this episode to just really one word that Rashi adds in his question. The great Talmudic commentary Rabbi Menachem Hameiri writes in his introduction to his commentary on Pirkei Ovais that many people do not appreciate Rashi's true greatness because, as the Meiri writes, he answers bundles of questions with just one word. And I think we have an example here in this Rashi where Rashi is adding something of great meaning by just adding one word. If we look carefully at Rashi's words, he doesn't say, that we do not find the word nefesh used in regard to korbanos. As a general principle, he doesn't say that. He says we do not find the word nefesh used by any of the voluntary korbanos. The simple reason why Rashi limits his question to korbanos nedava, to voluntary korbanos, is because the word nefesh is used in relationship to obligatory korbanos. In Perik Dalit, Pasuk Base, the Pasuk is introducing the korban chatas, the korban that is brought when a person uh, sins unintentionally by, con- by committing certain very serious uh, transgressions, such as chilul uh, Shabbos, uh, consumption of blood, and other very serious transgressions. The Pasuk says, Daber el b'nei Yisrael le'mor, speak to the children of Israel, saying, Nefesh ki sechta vishkaga, when a nefesh, when a soul, will sin unintentionally, mikol mitzvah Hashem, from any one of the mitzvahs of Hashem, asher lo which may not be committed, v'osa me'achas mehena, and he does one of these specific Averas. According to the uh, the Masaira of Chazal, this is only referring to sins which could potentially uh, cause a person to be obligated with the punishment of Chorus if he does them unintentionally. 
So then he has to bring this obligatory obligatory korban chatas. Now here, the Torah does use the word nefesh. So Rashi's question back in Perak uh, base, why would the Torah use the word nefesh? Well, it's not really a question about all korbanas in general, because the Torah uses the word nefesh here in Perak Dalit also. But rather, Rashi's question is very specifically that we only find one Korban Nedova, one voluntary Korban, that being the Korban Mincha, which uses the word, where the Torah uses the word Nefesh. When it comes to obligatory Korbanos, there the Torah does use the word Nefesh, and Rashi does not seem to be bothered by that use of the word Nefesh. The question is, why is it that when the word nefesh is used by the korban mincha, by that voluntary korban mincha, Rashi is very troubled by the use of that word, and he comes up with a very interesting explanation that it's as if the person has sacrificed his own soul. Whereas, when the Torah uses the word nefesh regarding the obligatory korban chatos, Rashi does not comment at all. He seems to be perfectly satisfied that the word nefesh is the appropriate word to use. Now, it's true that Rashi does not explain himself in this matter. However, if we look at the great commentator, Rabbeinu Bechaya, I think we find an explanation which fits well into Rashi also. In Perik Dalit, Pasuk Beis, the Pasuk about Korban Chatos, the Rabbeinu Bechaya explains that the word nefesh, nefesh ki sechta bishkogo, when a soul will sin unintentionally. He explains that the word nefesh, soul, we translate it as soul, it's probably not a very good translation. Rabbeinu Bechaya explains that the word nefesh refers to the fact that a person is a chibur ha-nefesh im haguf yachdov, that a human being is a, a, a mixture, a combination, a connection of both spiritual and physical together. A human being is a wondrous concoction of both spiritual and physical elements. And he says, we find this in Parshas Bracious, where it says, Vayitzer Hashem Elohim Adam, Ofer Minho Adamah, that Hashem created the Adam, he created the man, Ofer Minho Adamah, dust from the ground. So the, the human being was created from physical elements, but when his physical element was then combined with his spiritual element, the Torah then refers to the human being as nefesh. As it says, The person became a living nefesh. Because he says that's the word Odom, just like the word nefesh, refers to the fact that a human being is this wondrous mixture of both physical and spiritual elements. And then he says the following, very interesting point. Ki haschus ve'achet, both merit and sin, both good deeds and sinful deeds, lishnehem biyachad, are only possible because a person has both of these elements, the spiritual and the physical. Vechol echad each one by itself, ein loy 
it does not have any action, there is no action for which the person could merit or for which the person could be punished. Now, what does the Rebbeinu Bechaya mean? I believe it is as follows. If a human being were entirely physical, well then we couldn't hold that person responsible for his or her actions. He would be no more than an animal, than a beast of the field. He would do, he would follow the compulsions of his physical being. He would do whatever comes naturally, as they say, and he would not be held responsible for the moral quality, the moral content of his actions. On the other hand, if a person were entirely spiritual and had no physical element at all, then of course that person, number one, would have no desire to sin, and number two, would not have the physical tools necessary to commit sins. And therefore the person um, would never sin. He would also never be rewarded for his good deeds because they would be done without any choice. They would simply be the natural uh, tendency of his purely spiritual existence. So therefore, the possibility of sin and the possibility of good deeds and lack of sin are both only because the person is a combination of both spiritual and physical elements. Let us now return to the Rashi in Perak Base regarding the Korban Mincha. There it says, Nefesh ki sakriv Korban Mincha, when a Nefesh will bring a meal offering, a grain offering to Hashem. And Rashi raises the question that it does not mention the word nefesh in regards to any of the voluntary korbanos except regarding the korban mincha. Rashi is bothered by the use of this word nefesh, but only because it is here discussing a korban nedava, a voluntary korban. And we can understand this now according to the Rabbeinu Bechaya. When the Torah is talking about obligatory korbanos, which are brought because a person has committed certain specific sins, it is perfectly understandable that the Torah would use the word nefesh, because the word nefesh points to the fact that a person is a combination, spiritual, physical being who is capable of both sin and good deeds. But here we are talking about a person who simply desires to come closer to Hashem, he has not done any particular sin. He simply wants to bring a korban. So here, it is not a function, it would not seem to be a function of his nefesh. It's not specifically something that is rooted in the fact that he is a combination of both spiritual and physical elements. So it is only here by the korbanis nedava that Rashi raises the question, why does the Torah use the word Nefesh, and Rashi says his very interesting answer that it is the poor man who brings such a korban mincha, a grain offering, and the Torah considers it as if he has sacrificed his nefesh. Of course, the content of this Rashi, the meaning of this Rashi, we have discussed in the previous episode. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash